Nick's watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nick's is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nick's and Grace. Welcome to episode 68 of There's No Place Like Tara, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. And today we are going over season four, episode two, The Other Side. Uh, and my AKA is The Backside of Water. And I will explain <laughs> that further. So I will tell you what that exact thing is from. And it's from The Jungle Book. Uh, no, excuse me, The Jungle Cruise at Disney World. Uh, oh, yeah, I take that. you behind the waterfall. To, to the backside of water. water. Uh, and that will make more sense as we go on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the idea of perspectives. And the other side just kept reminding me of the backside of water. I don't know yeah. why. It just did. <laughs> just did. <laughs> anyway. So we're on the backside of water today, guys. <laughs> it's all about new perspectives. We're going to pre-warn you. If you hear extra barks today, we have an experiment going on of both dog mascots being in the same house while guys, we're recording. Guys, Stormageddon Washborn is in the house. Exactly. He is in the house, and it is stinky and smelly, and <laughs> he's here. <laughs> we, have, we have a third party trying to amuse the dogs, Yeah, but there's going to be some barking. So if you hear a non-standard, non-high-pitched, manly little boy bark, <laughs> that is our storm again in Washington. A board. non-bird chirp in yeah. the background. <laughs> exactly. But let's get this show on the road. Alrighty. This first aired on July 7th, 2000. It was directed by Brad Wright, direct, or written by Brad Right, directed by Peter DeLuise. Gotcha. Guest starring the amazing, the singular Renee <laughs> de Um I love him. You know, what's funny is I didn't know he was a person. No, you don't. Um, you you will. I did. Yeah, and well, I was I was watching. Yes, I was doing a rewatch, and boyfriend Jesse walked in the room and he went, "Odo, exactly." And I was like, Who's that? And he goes, "Ask Nixon." <laughs> so I imagine that will come up. <laughs> uh, I also want to say because he is one of the regulars on Deep Space Nine is basically the only way me, who cannot pronounce anything, can pronounce his last name, even <laughs> half of the way to correct. It is very French. Yeah, that is definitely uh, a French name. Like, um, I would have said Rene Eggplant. And he's not actually... Because it looks like Aubergine. He's not, uh, he's, I don't, I don't, he's probably French. Yeah, somewhere there. Um... Okay, so most people know him as Odo from Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. um, a character whom first time watching it was not did not impact me, did not grab me as much because he is a very deep, very you would love Odo. Okay, he's a very deep, very discovering his feelings character. Oh, uh, he's a feely feeler sense. Well, he's not. Mm. Or trying to be. He's learning to. Gotcha. I don't want to give too much of the spoilers of his oh. character, because I know at some point you will watch it's coming. Nine, it's coming. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but the first time watching it didn't grab me as much. Interesting. Uh, going back and watching it as an adult with my wise and wisdom of years. Oh, well, yes. Yeah. I appreciate the character much more. Interesting. Um, um, I'm looking forward to it. Besides Star Trek, he's known for... To a lot of non-sci-fi viewers, because he was on Boston Legal for a couple years. Okay. With 
James Spader, the original <laughs> Daniel Jackson. The circle is complete, guys. Circle is complete. I actually know him the from one other. Of yes. By the way, how do we feel about Donald Glover as the new Simba? Uh, Donald Glover can be in everything from here to eternity, <laughs> and I will be forever. fine with it. All the time, forever. Um, we were when we when he said Odo, he goes, "You might also know him from. <laughs> you may remember him from such movies." <laughs> There's a movie from the '80s called My Best Friend is a Vampire. I have heard of this film, but I've not seen it. And it's with um, the best friend in house, not Hugh Laurie, but the other yeah, dude. the other guy. Yeah. Uh, so basically, I think he's a vampire in My Best nice. Friend is a Vampire, if you've seen that movie. If you haven't, the whole thing is available on YouTube. I was just going to go back <laughs> to the casting of Donald Glover for a second. Tangent oh. of, I do, he is fantastic as Simba, but of course they naturally could not cast the original voice of Simba. Right. A young <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor Thomas, Thomas, whom I had a little crush on. Just a, a teeny tiny just, just bit. Teeny, just a little tiny bit. Just a teeny. That home improvement was basically. There may did, or may not we have been three boys, right? But that move, that show was kind of. There our, may or may not have family. been a, J, a lot of JTTs with hearts around them. Yeah. In my oh yeah, there were. Yeah. Yeah. But I can totally see your family as a home approval oh, family. Oh, we, yeah. To, we definitely. Were, I'm we, for it. Yes. <laughs> um, so he was, he was also, Renee was also in the original MASH film. Uh, not the show, but the original movie. Gotcha. He also has what sounds like a really fascinating childhood. So he's from New York, but we were talking about how his name is very French. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually... Lived in Paris growing up, lived in London, uh, went back to New York. He sort of grew up all around. He has, like, legit serious acting, like, the most legit acting cred you could basically have. Right. He spent a ton of time. He's a global citizen. He grew up in, he grew up doing theater. Right on. He's, he, like, spent a ton, he's been on Broadway more times than I could count. He's won a Tony Award. Um, in 69, when he was on stage uh, across from Katherine Hepburn in her only stage musical oh, in Coco. Wow. I didn't even know she did Broadway. One. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, he's been nominated for many other Tonys. Like, he's, yeah. So, yeah, mic drop on our guest. He's star basically mic drop. Yeah, he's mic drops. Drop. Okay, gotcha. Um, and he was also in Star Trek before DS9. He had a small role in Star Trek 4. Okay. Um, and he's guest starred in, I think, every show that's ever been made and put on television. <laughs> yeah. I think because he has that amazing voice, also has been a voice actor in every animated show. I dig it. Ever. I'm pretty sure he was somewhere in Little Mermaid, I think I read. <laughs> wow. Um, he's also been a, a book narrator for a ton of audiobooks. So basically, directs, this, this man is one you want to listen to. Yeah. Um, totally off subject, but you know who else would be a great book narrator is H. John Benjamin from Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Can I just have Bob from but Bob's then Burgers I would just stories? See, what's funny is I hear him as Archer. That's fair. Yeah. I hear him as Archer. And then actually, when I first started watching Bob's Burgers, I was... I was like, why is Archer and Bob's Burgers? <laughs> because I didn't know they were the same person until I went, this guy sounds a lot like Archer. Weird how that happened. And Nick's like, duh. There's totally not a crossover episode at all. <laughs> I, You know what? I think I, I came into that blind and I was like, what's going it's on? It's very creepy to watch. It's very, it's very weird. weird. I don't like the way they look. I don't either. <laughs> um, anyways, he's... I love him. He's, like, insanely talented. I just also... He is, I feel like Alder is a very complex character. 
Sure. With the with the change that you see, like to you needed someone. This could have gotten like a really cheesy cliche way. You needed someone with some like acting chops in order to right. find to thread this line. Yeah, yeah. As carefully it's, 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 as you did. You, well, you have to. Um, you have to feel for the character. Yes. You can't just hate him right off the exactly. bat. Um, there's got to be some level. He, he has to feel that he's doing what's right. Exactly. And 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 I think he... Uh, he, he fully uh, he does. He makes it, yeah, convincing. He's There's like, in his brain, there is no doubt. As wrong as it is, as he wrong as it does is. not understand. Exactly. And, and he's like, I am doing what the right thing is to do here. So there's one but other... spoilers, people. Let's get Spoilers. <laughs> He's not all that awesome in the end. Yeah. Uh, so there's another guest actress, mm-hmm. Anne-Marie Loder, oh. uh, Vancouver actress, uh, recently in, I think, iZombie? Uh, and um, The Killing last season, and oh. she's in Smallville. You may know her by her married name more, though. Okay. Of Anne-Marie DeLuise. Oh. Is she married to Peter? She's married to Peter Deloitte. Nice. At this point, they're dating. So wait, does she become the cameo? Like, she, <laughs> or does no, he still have a cameo? There is still a cameo. <laughs> they met on Higher Ground, which is before this, and they got married in 2002. Interesting. Also, Higher, Higher, Higher Ground also starred one Jewel State. I namesake, know who that is. Namesake of our own Kaylee the Thorgy. I dig that. I'm for it. Look, so, it's all coming together, guys. All coming it's together. All, it's like Vancouver say, is one big acting when family. When you said Loader, I wanted to ask, any relation to Kurt Loader? <laughs> who was my favorite newscaster in the whole world. I know it was MTV News, guys. But that's who I turned to in time of need. I don't well, know, you know what he's doing now. You I go to where you need to go. That's fair. Yeah. Dude, that, I what mean, what is accessible fair. to me? And to me, at the time, it was... Was Kurt Loader. And like to be fair, it was legit news there. He was pretty good. It was yeah. it was it, it was, was him and it was Tabitha something and I can't remember Tabitha's last name. But it was t- it was Tabitha and Kurt Loader and then one other dude and then later on it was Sway. Oh, we yeah. had the dress. <laughs> I just, the only time, and it's sort of a cliche time to remember the news on MTV, but the one time I do remember specifically watching the news on MTV was Kurt Cobain. Yeah. I think, and it's like a cliche thing to watch it, but yeah, I did. Yeah, no, that Alrighty. happened. So let's start this. So we start with Jack in his awesome bomber jacket again. And Walter announcing that there's an unscheduled off-word activation. Mm-hmm. And you know that guy in the background going, move, move, move. Yes. That's Peter DeLuise. <laughs> nice. There's your cameo right I've the started. Back. I've started, um, I think I'm going to start taking a tally like how many times. We start at the gate a lot more often than we used to. Yes. We used to start off planet a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're, we're constantly starting things right at the gate. And like, I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm like a fan. It. I'm a fan. Because uh, it's like, this is home base. This is where everything's happening. Especially when you can see Walter. That's true. I am, a, I am may, a fan of Walter. May or may not still be Norman right now. And I, and he I, has two first names, two last names. I think I explained that, that at one happens. point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, well, and I like Sam holding court there. Yes, yes. So Jack heads up to see what's going on, and we learn that there's been five incoming wormholes in an hour and a half, and Sam can't filter out this subspace RF interference. Dun, dun, dun. Jack's like, I'm two hours early. Yeah. 
Sam never even left for the night. No, she's like, I've been here all night and I look this great. Exactly. All the time forever. Damn. Yeah. Uh, Jack's <laughs> like, I did order you to get a life. <laughs> and then this. And then Daniel pops in, also seems to have been here overnight. I think he was like, oh, are we talking about not having lives? That's McHugh. <laughs> That's McHugh. <laughs> hey guys, we're all here because we dedicate our entire life to this job, I may or may right? not even have an apartment anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I might just live here without anybody knowing <laughs> so long story short someone has been trying to communicate with them and they can't quite get the same frequency to communicate back or even really understand them uh, and as daniel points out it's rare that someone tries to contact them that's true so find they're able to hear alar it's the urandans i'm gonna kill that i've heard it five thousand Yoranda. thank it's, you it's the planet Yoranda, and the reason Yoranda. i remembered it because i went damn that is a good drag queen name oh it is a good Yoranda. Drag queen. yeah Yoranda. see now i'm gonna remember it someone see? just had it in a contest <laughs> so that's Yoranda base and he wants to see if his people made it through and sam okay. understands what that means and <laughs> employs alar to send no one else through but walter points out that they can't hear her yet that's so, true. Alar continues to say that their supplies are gone and their defenses are on the verge of collapse and he begs for help. Mm. And in the end, he sent three people through the Stargate with the iris up, which means they did they not gone. make it. Yeah. And Daniel's going to go look up Yoranda, Yoranda, and Jack reassures them that it was not her fault. That's true. And credits. Also, I love Jack's jacket. Yeah, Jack's always got the good wardrobe. He wears it Even well. when he's wearing, like, that fishing gear for two episodes, <laughs> the man rocks it. It's the same jacket, though. That's it's a true. Good jacket. That's very true. So in the briefing room, the recording from Alar is playing for Hammond again, and Hammond wants to know if they can communicate with them, uh, which, you know, they can actually help. They can give food, clothing, metal supplies, Daniel points out. Mm-hmm. Tim points out that they also seek military assistance above all else, and that, you know, this is not above the ghoul using this as a way to trick right. People. He's not wrong to be suspicious. No. I love that Tilks lives there. And Sam and Daniel both doubt that. But well, you know. yeah. So Helen points out that, you know, three of them have died because the iris was closed. And that's hardly a ground on which to build diplomatic relations. Um, and then there's another off world activation. <laughs> so Walter tells Sam that they adjusted their equipment. They should be able to communicate now. No problem. Good. Alar and Hammond talk. Alar says Hammond's voice answers their prayers. He was ready to step through the portal, and Hammond's like, yeah, um, you might not want to do that. Mm-hmm. Hold up. Because we won't die. This thing <laughs> called an iris, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, those means the people you sent didn't go well, because we couldn't tell if you were a friend or foe, yeah. so we were protecting and Alara says, if that's still the case, then they have to earn the SGC's trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we see a visual, although Sam doesn't know how we're getting a visual. That's true. And Alara tries to impress on them that they are kindred, mm-hmm. which you don't really understand the points of that word until the end of the episode. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that his people could offer, you know, much in exchange for help. So uh, Alar says that they've coexisted with their enemies for centuries, and now they occupy the majority of Yoranda's landmass. Mm-hmm. They've survived because their facility is deep underground. They have superior defense and the weapons, but they're still getting hit daily. Like, they're just, they have better defenses. They have better weapons. They're just completely outnumbered. Yeah, there's, you know, on the first watch, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm in. I'm in. I'm buying this. And on the second watch, once you know what's going on, man, he is pushing so hard. He is a used car salesman. Oh, yeah. 
he's like, where are your kid? He's just, he, man, he yep. is just pushing it too hard. Yeah. And I'm like, why didn't I see that the Which first time Which makes sense around? where Daniel's like, can we maybe, like. Yeah, Mr. Slow. Like, roll a 20 for sense motive every yeah, time. is exactly. like, I'll send him some real bad motives here. <laughs> and then Jack's just like, sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they, Alar says they found the Stargate while clearing tunnels. Mm. Uh, and you can hear the attack from behind him. He has to head back to the war room. Which, because, um, but he begs for help. And yeah. in my head, every time I hear war room, I just go, there's no fighting in the war room. <laughs> because I've watched Doctor Strange live a lot of my life. <laughs> well, that is a really silly line. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. <laughs> Gentlemen, there's no fighting in the war room. Anyway, so before he left, Alara did send the coordinates. So they have that. Yes. So later in the briefing room, Daniel is making his you know, passionate, predictable plea to help them. It's it's hopeless, and there's a ton of questions, but it's the first time the descendants of Earth have called home, and I find it amazing how quickly Daniel shifts from, we have to do everything we can to help them, to, Whoa. Ah, yeah, what? Sounds not right. I'm Sounds telling right. you, Daniel senses are tingling. Yeah. Oh. I really dig this. I dig Daniel coming into his own as much as he did in mm-hmm. this episode. Do you remember back in the first episode? Remember that time when Daniel was yep, dumb? Yep, yep, <laughs> I told you. So, um, Jack's like, look, it's it's your call, General. Uh, Daniel assumes that Hammond's going to say no, so he starts to make his passionate plea, and he's <laughs> talking about realizing that Hammond gave him a go like 10 seconds that. ago. I absolutely love that. <laughs> uh, they He goes, they cannot and they will not devote the resources to turn the tide of a world war, but they're humanitarian concerns, mm-hmm. and so they'll start with food and medical supplies. And Daniel rightly brings that line back later in the episode. Yep. So Daniel points out, and he's like, he starts looking like a confused puppy as him and Sam and Teal Cleave. He has the most, like, did I just win? How did I do face? that? Yeah. <laughs> did, did anybody else see that? <laughs> and Hammond points out to Jack that uh, if they're willing to exchange technology that would defend against the ghoul, Jack's like, no, I got that. I'm, yeah. I'm on this. Uh, and Hammond... <laughs> Hammond tells him that he's talked to the president and the joint chiefs and Jack, you know, if they're open to trade, you are authorized to negotiate. Boom. That's all we needed. That's all we needed. <laughs> in the gate room, the team is ready to go. The melt is loaded up. Hammond tells him if they haven't heard back in 24 hours, their GDOs are locked out. Yeah, I love that. The way they kind of just throw them out there without it. Like, well, a 24-hour net, guys. And I think, it's, I think there's a lot of times where they we don't hear that part. But yeah. I think that's it makes sense. Well, the, I, I, I guess that's what I'm saying. That I, I, I like that that's the approach here. It's like every time they yeah. go out, there's a lot at risk. Exactly. Like every time they hit through that Stargate, no yeah. matter how innocuous as the situation seems, yep. they might not come back. Um, so on Yoranda, the base is under attack. Alar is on the floor with a head wound. Daniel mm-hmm. and Teal had to help him up while other Yorandans pop out with guns pointed at them. And Solar's like, no, stand down. They're cool. These are I know they just appeared out of nowhere. Remember that Stargate I was talking yeah. about? <laughs> They're our kindred from Earth. They've come to save us. Yep. Um... Come with them if you want to live. Sorry. Yeah. I tried. It didn't <laughs> Come work. with me if you want to live. Yeah. Uh, on Yoranda, the... Sorry, I just read that paragraph. Back in his office, after some magical elixir of concussion healing, uh, Alar is is better. Yeah. And well, it's a healing potion. It's a yeah. healing potion, yeah. It's a healing potion. And a seemingly second in command, I'm just going to call her that, yeah. Pharrell, Farrell, uh, informs them that their base defenses are down to a minimum. But mm-hmm. Alar's like, don't worry. They're going to save us. Yeah. They're here to do all the things. Save us. Yeah. In the background, Jack is like playing with the globe. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, uh, what? You want me to do what? He's like, what kind of world is this? Yeah. 
Uh, and Alar is well enough to show them what SG-1 has come to save. Don't worry, the beta canteen assures carotene, canteen something, canteen. assures yeah. that immediate recovery from the concussions. That's gotcha. convenient. So Teal'c and Daniel come into a form that the supplies are being distributed and that, you know, they need everything here. Sure. And Alar asks who Teal'c is. And he goes, you are not of their kin. Yeah, this is when our alarm should have gone off. <laughs> and, and and he's like, no, I'm a Jaffa. I go through this every single episode. Yeah, guys, can somebody just roll back the previous episode? <laughs> can you just wear a sign that's just like yeah. a hello, my name is, just, I'm a Jaffa? Just like a, little, like a little calling card yeah. that's got everything on it. Yeah. And Jack points out that he's part of their team. And Alar shows no enthusiasm in welcoming yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's not happy at all. This is when we should have been like, all right, this guy's kind of a jerk. So as they walk through, Teal'c notices that he's a leader as people bow their heads to him. But really, he says it was his father. They all share the daily work now because there's so few of them. Mm. And Daniel's like, you know that the Stargate goes to like other places, right? Like, you know, you can get all your people out of this crumbling base. Yeah. And he goes, no. We can't because of the vast chamber of people we have in stasis. Welcome to the Matrix. Uh, it was, they're slowly <laughs> turning into batteries yep. to fuel and run out of heavy water. Uh, it, was the, it was the best thing to do since the resources were limited. And it sounds like they've been in stasis for a while because it's right. his father's generation. Right. They'll be revived when they claim their world again. <laughs> that's not. Except that's not. Okay. No. Yeah. So the next room, the, the war room. Because Dr. Strangelove... Also, they actually call it the War Room, too. I think so. they do, yeah. Uh, it's... Someone uh, tells Alar that a single, single enemy recon drone approaches. So Alar points out that... You see the little green gaming stations? <laughs> That's where you can autopilot a formation yeah. of unmanned fighters. Ta-da! Yeah. Uh, and they... Thanks to them, they rarely allow bombers to go home. <laughs> so they haven't tried a ground attack in years even if it's in their advantage to do so, because the atmosphere's been poisoned since the start of the war. Mm. Little of the surface is inevitable, which again causes Danny to ask, why are you staying here? Yeah, why are we still doing this? Danny's on the right track. And, yeah. You know, and, and you know, to be fair, I didn't catch it either. Yeah. On the first round, I was like, God, you know, be quiet. I'm trying to get yeah. what <laughs> He's like poor Cassandra and Troy. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, guys, guys, this is no good. This no is one's no believing good. you. Yeah. No one's believing you. Uh, Alar does tell him that it's not always going to be poisoned. Mm-hmm. You know, this is their home after all. Sure. And then he offers Jack the control of the drone to shoot at the enemy. Don't worry. Don't don't worry. It's, yeah. it's not manned. Here, it's not manned drone. Just kill a thing. It's a demonstration. Mm-hmm. Jack might be more forthcoming with assistance when he sees what the Urandans have to exchange. Sure. Does it take quarters? Yeah. Check <laughs> well, because he can't go through it and not be, you know. No, he, he can't, can't snark at it. Yeah. So Jack settles it's in. It's like, no, no, no. You got to trade your quarters in for coins. Yeah. For schmeckles. For schmeckles. It's for schmeckles. I know. The price has gone up. It used to be just two. <laughs> <laughs> deep cut. It's a deep cut. <laughs> anyway. It's a reward for anyone who knows the reference. Uh, but it's a neural interface, mind control, basically. He's controlling multiple drones. They are very fast. Uh, he sees what looks like a biplane, yeah. and he takes it down easily. I love the little gamer interface, though, he sees. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. I was looking at that. I wrote down weird alien VR. Like, yeah. Meaning Grace wants. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, although, as he tries to talk to the guy next to him afterwards, he's just like dead eyed. Yeah. 
He's apparently one of their best pilots, but since he spent most of his adult life in the chair, the neural interface is, like, permanently brain damaged him. Yeah, which sounds like a not good thing. No. Like, but let's don't, not do this anymore. But don't people. worry, it won't happen to you, Jack. Not yet. Anyway, <laughs> not yet. Yeah, no. So now it's MRE dinner time, <laughs> and Alar has a bottle of wine he was saving for the end of the war, but instead, to friendship! Yeah. <laughs> and Alar notices that Teal'c does not participate in the toast. Right. And it's because Teal'c does not consume alcohol. Again, Alar's not super cool with that. Okay, look. The other stuff, fine. But really, because he doesn't drink alcohol? Yeah. Come on. Relax. There's a lot of people that don't consume alcohol. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm not one of those people. But there's a lot of people that don't consume alcohol as we drink wine. I think he's just looking for reasons to he's not looking. like Teal'c. Exactly. That's all. But on a change of subject, Jack will take a dozen of those drone systems, and the Eurondans love the MREs. Jack's like, seriously? <laughs> Dude. Yeah. He's like, but we... Uh, well, when you look at what they've been eating. They've been, yeah. they've been living on hydroponically grown yeast for Yeah, years. I wrote down, mmm, yeast. Mmm, <laughs> yeasty. <laughs> Yuck. So, yeah. Sam oh, remarks really. that their power requirements must be enormous. Yeah, well, don't you use controlled fusion for your power? <laughs> And and I think it's Jack who's like control. <laughs> Let's so, just go with fusion, <laughs> uh, but sort of type. So Alar says that unfortunately the deuterium oxide fuel they need to operate is in short supply. Hmm. Heavy water. Sam starts to explain heavy water, Jack, and then Jack just cuts him off, going, "I know what heavy water is." <laughs> and Sam's like, "Well, to be fair." Not a thing I thought you would have known. Right. Because, yeah, because basically Jack's every man. Yeah. And he doesn't know the things. And, uh, and, but that's, you know, if that's all the Eurondans need, then they can supply that. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I'll come to later, it's not actually hard to come by. Uh, yeah, I was, I was hoping there's a science according there to There is Lucy. a science according yes. to Stargate uh, in a little bit. So that sounds great. In turn, for the heavy water, they can teach about the weapons and the status devices, and sounds fair to Jack. Uh, and Sam also wants to also include in that the the beta candy. Yeah, stuff. it's not good enough to be you know real live candy. It's just in the beta form. It's so. just beta, it's beta testing it's the candy. candy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Daniel tries interrupting Jack, wondering if they should ask what they want the heavy water for. No, no, Jack doesn't. Jack doesn't think so. Yeah. And he sends Daniel. It's like Blair. Daniel, we're about to get some really cool stuff. Alar <laughs> steps in. Also, Interrupting Jacks is a good band name. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I like Jack Interruptions. Oh, Jack Interruptions. Yeah. That sounds yeah. a little dirty, but it I'm does, for it. It does, but it works. <laughs> uh, and uh, Alar steps in there to reinforce that it's for their defenses. Mm-hmm. See, Daniel? It's for their defenses. Oh, oh, and Alar says, and to strike back at our enemy. But yeah. also for our defenses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> although although he's like, tough. see, Jack, the striking back at the... He's like, we'll discuss this later. Daniel's like, no, we should discuss this. <sighs> Daniel doesn't get, you know, why they don't, like, leave So while his sex go. motive is rolled high, yes. his diplomacy, not, not so much. Not yeah. so much. Um... He's like, look, why don't you just leave this plant? Take your people out of stasis, go find a new home. And then Alar asks them, if they just do that, what will this war they've been fighting for been for if they lose their home? And Daniel's like, I don't, I don't, like, I don't understand, though. If you can stop fighting. Yeah. If there's another choice that's not fighting. What why is there are even, you still fighting? Yeah. What is there even to win, though? Yeah. Um, and so it's a super awkward silence then. Mm. Just crickets going on in the background. 
Finally, the attacks break the tenseness. Oh, that good old attack. Yeah, it's like, oh, thank goodness. It was starting to get weird in here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, and Eli's like, we'll be in the war room when they reach a decision. Daniel is not happy. This mission was supposed to be about helping them, um, but really this is becoming about helping us. And Jack angrily says that, yes, he is taking advantage of the situation. They get something they want, and we get everything we want. And Jack has no problem with that. Right. Which is uh, not a good thing. Which not is a good approach. slightly questionable. Yeah, let's not do things that way. Uh, and Daniel yells back as Jack tries to leave that the conversation isn't over. And Jack points out that it's never over with him. It's always the same damn thing. And we get our for crying out loud in the episode. <laughs> Yeah. For crying out loud, Daniel, let me get some cool toys this time. (laughs) Yeah. So back at the SGC, Sam points out that Daniel, um, you know, Daniel's like, look, I'm not defending him. I agree with him. Mm -hmm. And they meet up with Hammond and he's like, they just want heavy water for all the things. That's all. Mm -hmm. I there's something there's something. Why do they want it? And Daniel's like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Can something we please somebody us. voice of reason over here? And Hammond's like, look, I know you can use heavy water, uh, like the deuterium to make nuclear weapons. And Sam's like, you can also use it for, you know, to fuel nuclear fusion generators. Mm-hmm. Sam points out that, you know, if they share their technology with us, it's at least 100 years beyond what we have. Right. So Sam is So they're dangling these really great carrots in front of Jack like and Sam. Golden freaking carrots made out of pheromones. Po- unicorns and ponies yes. and all the great things. Yes. So that's really what's happening here. Yeah. And and Daniel's the only one that's like, there's no carrot for me, so I'm kind of seeing through this a little <laughs> better than everybody else. I can see that it's only shiny in the He's front like, half of the carrot. I don't even like carrots. I like bacon. <laughs> um, so I'm not interested in exactly. your carrot. Exactly. Hammond tells Siler <laughs> to go prep some water, mm-hmm. and but Hammond also has some high perception checks, and although it doesn't yeah. have to be very high to notice that Daniel's body language is screaming that he doesn't approve. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, you know, he said himself that they could not and would not devote the resources necessary to win a war. Mm-hmm. And Hammond's like, yeah, but I was speaking of committing people. But there's a moral issue right. to this too, right? Yeah. If 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 you can provide the power and everything with just water, does the moral issue evaporate? Nice pun, by the way. Yeah. Does the moral issue yeah. evaporate? Yeah. He, yeah, he makes a really solid point. It, it shouldn't just be because then at that point, you're just protecting yourself. You're yeah. not really doing what's right. You're exactly. doing whatever's easiest for you. Exactly. So Hammond is forceful when he reminds Daniel that Apophis is alive and can easily wipe them all out and is the mandate of the SGC to make sure that doesn't happen. Mm. Daniel's like, look, I get that, but we've only seen one side of this conflict. Mm. We don't even know who they're fighting. Seems like, well, they're fighting for their lives. Daniel's like, yes, and, and we need to save those lives, but we're about to turn the tide of a world war that they know nothing about. They know yeah. nothing about the enemy. We know nothing except half of it. We know half of the story. Exactly. And is it right to get their tech? This is the right way to get their technology, but is the right thing to do. Mm. And that's the thing that actually to flip Sam. Right. And Hammond's also on that. It's a, it's a fair question. Yeah. No, I mean, they're all intelligent people in this room. And, and yes. you know, and they might have been clouded by what's in front of them and what could have been or what could they could get. Um, 
I think it's great that Daniel jumps in this way. I think that's exactly what he's here for. He yeah. is our moral compass. Exactly. We've said it before. Um, and, and I think it's good that he's finally at a place where he can put his foot down this yeah. way and say, guys, let's take a step back and look at what we're doing. Yeah. It's not about is it easy to do and can we do it? It's That shouldn't be the answer. It exactly. Be like, is this the right step? Is it next the right step? thing? Like, this is still, like, uh, we are representing ourselves out yeah. there. We you need know, to represent the ourselves cliche. where. The right thing is not always the easy thing. Exactly. Alrighty. And I think before I get into this, I think there's like this whole concept's really good to remember. And I, I don't know if there's a quote about it. It's something along the lines of how everyone in history thinks their their side is right. Yeah. It's not yeah. the history is written by the victors. That's along the same lines, but it's not the quote I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. I can't think of the quote either. Do you know what I mean? The like, there, yeah. There's a quote, and I couldn't find it, and I couldn't even think of it well enough to find the quote. Well, it's the idea that nobody thinks they're on the wrong side. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Heavy water. Dun, dun, dun. It is normal. It's it's just like regular water. <laughs> Except heavier. Except it literally, it's just a bit heavier. Okay, so you remember... Um, so heavy water H2O. There's two hydrogens and one water. Okay. The three come together and that's water. Okay. Two hydrogens, one yeah, oxygen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So um it's the hydrogen atom in that is actually what gets heavier. Okay. So hydrogen is number one on the periodic table. Okay. First element. There's one proton and one electron. Okay. Okay. So We'll ignore the electrons now. We've we've talked before how they can fluctuate. Sometimes you have more, sometimes you have less. Um, but what makes hydrogen in heavy water different is that it has a neutron in there as well. Oh, okay. So it's called deuterium at that point. So keep in mind, there is heavy water and normal light water are almost identical. It is hard. It's impossible to tell the difference almost, like from mm. a normal person. Right. You're never going to tell the difference. But hydrogen, the heavy water hydrogen is heavier because the the bonds between the hydrogen and the oxygen is stronger. Okay. Because the hydrogen, instead of just being a proton it's in the center, it has a neutron okay. and, a, and a proton sticking together. It's a little, so it's a little bit bigger it's and a that's little what bit makes bigger. it heavier. Exactly. Got it. It is all freaking over the place, by the way. Oh. Uh, there is a ton of it in the oceans. Huh. Uh, it, I think it's... So is it just kind of like... But melded, blended in there with yeah, regular water? Yeah, it really is. Sweet. And I think the, the number I found is that one hydrogen atom in every 6,420 normal hydrogen or about one water molecule in 3,200 is heavy water. Oh, okay. Now, if you think about how many, like, millions of molecules yeah, are in a small in water. thing. Yeah. Like, that's, well, just in a small bit of water, yeah. how many million? So it's it's fairly prevalent. We even have oh. some in our bodies. Wow. There's usually, I think it's that's, like. That's my, when, you know, the days where you're like, yeah. why do I weigh a couple more it's pounds? It's because it's you're all that heavy water. water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just made up of heavy water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the <laughs> statistic I found is around 5% or so of oh, your okay. body is heavy water. Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to use that. I don't know when <laughs> or if it'll be pertinent to any conversation, but I'm going to tell yeah. people every now and then that 5% of me well. is made of heavy water. Yeah. Um, if, if you get too much of it in your system, it can cause some bad things. Yeah. Um, if you water plants with nothing but heavy water for like a week, they'll die. Oh no. Because it actually stops the cell division. Gotcha. Because remember the bond is heavier, so it's harder it's to harder pull. harder to break it apart. It's harder to break it apart. Gotcha. Um, and if you drink nothing but heavy water, if it's like, if you replace 
it's something like 25 or 50 percent of your body with heavy water like your body will start to stop functioning as well right because again it's working really hard to try to get through these water but it is like really hard you have to be drinking nothing but heavy water for like a month (laughs) you gotta really work at it like technically you can poison someone with heavy water but that's like but why would you do that there's so many yeah don't do that yeah um so okay the main use for heavy water is so many nuclear uh fusion reactors are able to use normal water if if they uh if they use refined uranium they can use regular water okay sort of the original ones more old school than ones that are current is current um they had to use heavy water because they used natural uranium okay and so you it's it's easy to collect heavy water you can separate it from standard water with a, a, a number of very fairly easy to come by techniques okay it's used in the reactors as a neutron moderator which means that it slows down the neutrons as they react okay so like I don't know a ton of the specifics that go well, into nuclear. Is it is denser the right word? It's yeah. So then it's, it makes it's it basically harder to the get neutrons are yeah. Okay. Um, and so the difference is you can use normal light water for enriched uranium, but you have to use this heavy water for natural uranium. Gotcha. So because of this possession, because it's probably a lot purer and harder to work. Um, through, it's more of it has to do with how the neutrons are able to bounce through it because heavy gotcha. water already has a neutron bounded to it. Okay, so it basically slows down these neutrons. What's what I mean? So because natural uranium is purer than the enriched one, or I th- and I don't know the specifics oh, gotcha. of okay. why. That's yeah, fair. but I do know that because heavy water is used so often in these sort of. I want to say more primitive reactors, but these more basic reactors. Okay, okay. Possession and movement of large quantities of heavy water is highly restricted and highly watched across the world. Whoa, like okay. if I mean, if you see large quantities of of heavy water moving into some of these countries that are more questionable right, right. on on certain things you um, gotta wonder why you're gonna wonder why yeah. i see yeah, i yeah, see yeah. it's it's so it's the smoke to the fire yes i see so and since this episode let's not try to ignore the extremely heavy world war ii feel about it <laughs> uh, that's solid the acquisition of heavy water and the sabotage of of nazi heavy water was actually a big thing oh wow like there is i know norway had a couple of missions specifically to destroy shipments of nazi heavy water like they sunk some ships um, um shipping it and things like this because they were trying to stop the progression like the <sighs> nuclear progression of right. germany right and so heavy water played a key, a key thing. Yeah, like if you, you don't have the toys to play with, exactly. you can't make the things you exactly. want to make. Gotcha. It's also sometimes used, you know those cool neutrino detectors that we talked about yes. in Crystal Skull? Yeah. Sometimes they use heavy water down there too oh, because cool. the, the, the neutrons and the neutrinos will sometimes interact in a way gotcha. that's beneficial for them. That's awesome. So yeah, heavy water is just like normal water. It's just, it's, it's just a little more neutron It eats a lot of denser foods, guys. Yes. It yeah. really likes red meat. Exactly. <laughs> so back in the war room, Pharrell asks how long the water will take. And Sam's like, uh, I don't know. It's coming. Yeah. And then and they're like, I don't. That's that's not good enough. Yeah. Uh, and Tilk and Jack join in. Uh, they're like, do you need a couple more pilots? We uh-huh. can we can jump in. We can in do there. a thing. Yeah. 
So Sam uh, comes through just then with some heavy water, and Alara is immediately, like, annoyed at how little water there is. Yeah, that's when the red flags are really going. Like, wait a minute, we're helping you at all. Exactly. Sam's like, no, more's coming. And they're like, I, you know, but, like, that's all you could, that's that's all you can bring? And they're like... Seriously, this is what we had on hand. More's coming. Yeah, relax. Yeah. Um, and he's like, okay, as long as you're sure more is coming. I feel like Alara has has never heard the the saying, "Beggars can't be choosers." Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, he's basically like revered in this civilization right. because of his father. Right. So. That's solid. And Alar is like, fine, just get what we have to the reactor, set the defense to full, we'll deal with what we have for now. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Daniel is like, by the way, I have some questions. Alar's right. like, yeah, 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 no, I'll get to, once, once the tech is over, I'll get to them. No, no, no yeah. <laughs> In the war room, Jack and Teal are still piloting. Uh, Alar wants to show Sam and Daniel some of the fun tech that they can share with the team. Huh. Uh, and the, the wall becomes transparent, and there's a huge generator fan behind it. Mm. He goes, it can repel the force of many bombs. It's like a shield, and it saved his people for his whole life. Wow. And the fuel will last uh, that they sent several hours, which is why they need more. Right, Sam's right. like, well, it's coming. It's coming. We'll keep you alive. Yeah. So back to Jack's video game. <laughs> you see the game view. Eventually, the bomber turns. Uh, it explodes. But not before Jack sees people inside. Yeah. And Jack's like... What the fuck? You told me that these were unmanned. Right. Right. And 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 Farrell's like, well, no, I said the reconnaissance drone was unmanned. The bombers have people. You killed, like, several of our enemies. She's like, oh, you totally killed a shit ton of people. We're really cool about that. That's awesome. Yeah, no, and it was also... She kind of says it in a way like, you're in this now. Yeah. Is you, she, yeah, yeah. No, this was like a trick in this. to get in. Yeah. Jack's like, I'm not, I'm not cool with that. Yeah. That's not a cool... That's not what I signed up for. Me. Yeah. I don't like people that trick me. Lying liars and the lies they tell. Their pants are on fire. Yes. So later, Allah raises a glass and toasts to his father that his vision has allowed their nation to survive. Teal'c is completely side-eyeing Allah now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, dude, not I'm my sense motives up. Not a fan of this at all. Even Junior's like, some ain't right. He's all squirming. <laughs> so it's customary to formalize alliances. Earth will get tech and knowledge. They will, and, and in turn, they will get all the heavy water they need to end this war once and for all. Don't worry, it's only three or four times what you sent us on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. Relax, yeah. That's several metric tons a year. Yeah, we'll be okay. Uh, small price, a lot of things, for all that we're going to give you. And the Urandans are amazed that, look at, it's silent. The fences are up on full. It's wonderful. Yeah, he's in a real good mood. Daniel has a question. <laughs> so, and Sam's, as Jack starts getting his feathers rifled, Sam's like, no, Hammond, Hammond asked to. Yeah. How did this war start? So, Alar sits by the fire. Yeah. Smarts up his pipe with some hot chocolate and mm-hmm. opens the book and tells yes. the story. Gather of, your marshmallows, children. Of the first bombs fell when he was nine. And he tells this elaborate heartstring pulling story of the bombs <laughs> getting closer and closer. And and he tells it well. He tells it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he he's not fooling around. He's, he sells he's a persuasive it. dude. And Daniel points out that, you know, we only have your word that this is how it happened. Yeah. And Alar points out that they only have Daniel's word that the three men they sent through the gate died by an accident. 
Yeah, let's not compare three men to a war. No, let's let's not. But you you gotta give it to him. He's pretty charismatic. It's like he does have a point to a degree. Mm -hmm. It's a small point to comparison. Right. Um, Daniel wants to know about the enemy, mm-hmm. which annoys Alar, so he just starts talking around Daniel to Jack. Yeah, that's not gonna fly. Uh, and they have an agreement, and Jack tells Daniel to shut up. <laughs> Was that clear enough for that's you? That's not okay. To shut up. Yeah. Meanwhile, Sam will stay and learn about the fusion technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a walk and talk, and Alar congratulates Jack for taking down the fighters, and Jack's like... Uh, it was, you know, uh, and Alar's like, no, I'm not pretty okay with that. If yeah. you are concerned about the lives lost, remember that they're your enemies now, too. <laughs> and he looks forward to Jack's return. Speaking of returns, um, maybe you should leave the Jaffa at home next time. Yeah, if that doesn't set off the bells ringing, then you guys are being dumb. And Jack's like, well, why? He hasn't said a word. Yeah. Well, Took is pretty much the coolest person on the earth. Yeah, it's not It's not what he said, it's what he is. Uh-huh. And Jack's like, yeah, he's he's a little different. And Alar smiles as he says, he's not like us, and leaves them at the DHD. Yeah, not okay with that. Jack catches on, uh-huh. and that's what finally flips the last member of yep. our team. Yeah. So he <laughs> tells Daniel, they're not going home. Mm-hmm. Him and Teal'c are going to go have a look around, and Daniel's to ask questions. And Daniel's like, you just berated my ass about yes. asking questions. He's like, look, I know. What I said was rude and it was short-sighted and I'm sorry. He goes, oh, okay, thanks. thanks. This might be my favorite scene of the entire episode. The fact that Jack can turn around yeah. and actually do this with Daniel, of all people on his team. I can yeah. see him apologizing to Sam. I can see him apologizing to Teal mm-hmm. easily. No problem. Yeah. Season one even. Yeah. With Daniel, I think it took them a while to get here, but their their friendship, their their work relationship, yeah. it's gotten there. And he's like, hey, man, you're right. I was wrong. The yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Sorry, so we bro. We don't have to, like, pull through this slowly. Yeah. Like, I get it. I get it. You're I just up. as important and valid. Um, this was basically Jack's way of saying you are just as important yeah. as anyone else on this freaking team. So in the war room, Alar explains how the reactor powers the facility to Sam. Uh, and, like, she's like, on Earth we extract the deuterium from seawater. And Alar mm-hmm. tells her that the seas they have is now in enemy hands, hundreds of miles away. Mm-hmm. And their storage tanks are nearly empty. So Sam remarks of how they must have started building this place long before the war started. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the war was inevitable. They'll stay down here as long as until the air is free of poison. And then he excuses himself and she continues studying the Yeah, the she's like, some is right here. <laughs> so Jack and Teal'c are searching. Teal'c senses Alaris concealing something. Not sure what, because he's concealing yeah, it. Yeah, that I was love a this great interchange. He's like, what does he go? He goes, I, I, um, I believe he's concealing something, Jack. It's like, what? I don't know. He's, he's concealing, concealing it. it. <laughs> I kind of want him to look over and roll his eyes, but it's great because Tilk wouldn't do no, that. He, he would. would not be that no. s- like yeah. sarcastic or, or snarky about it. This is Tilk's <laughs> version of snark. Yeah. So they, they come to the stasis room, Teal'c opens it with a zat, and Jack starts looking through the photos of those in stasis, and they're all the same. Yep. Every damn one of them is the same. Dun, dun, dun. So Daniel finds Pharrell to ask her some questions. If they're going to be allies, he thought they should know about the enemy. Mm. I mean, you just call them the enemy, but they have to have a name. Yeah. She says they sometimes call them the breeders. <laughs> Because of how they reproduce indiscriminately yeah. with no regard for genetic purity. That's when he's like, ding, 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 <laughs> ding. He's like, so they must come in all shape and sizes. Yes. 
And colors, yes. Yeah, and she says it like, isn't that the worst thing you've I ever... Like, her like, yeses are so filled yeah. with, like, it's other... It's like, isn't it disgusting? Yeah. I mean, have and you Daniel's heard of such like, a thing? Yeah, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're talking shit about my people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, in the war room... Alar gives uh, gives a cylinder with plans and specs and formulants uh, with their technology. And Sam instead points out that the pipes extend from the lowest levels up to the surface. Mm-hmm. But if the surface was poisoned, that doesn't make any sense. Before she can get an answer, another enemy bomber mm-hmm. approaches. So Daniel... I love how they're all coming to different parts of the answer. Yes. At once. So there's like, they're kind of like finding ways to triangulate. Like, okay, I know this is happening. And yep. then I know this is happening. And I know this other thing is happening. Look at all this truth in the middle here. Where's Red Skull? Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, that's that's another AKA, just secretly a large Red Skull. Red Skull. Yeah. Red Skull. Um, so they, Daniel finds Jack and Teal outside the war room. And they're both like, they did it. They yeah. started the war themselves. And as they break into the war room, just where Alara wants to know where the water is, and Jack's like, yeah, there's been a delay of yeah. the water shipment. Delay as in forever and ever um, because I hate you. The UPS truck got sidetracked down the yeah. interstate Look, because you, of- you uh, sent FedEx the wrong apartment number. It's not going to get here. Yeah. It's, gonna it's take going to take It's going to the other apartment yeah. and they're just going to ship it back. They're going to get there. They're sending it back to the warehouse. Yep. <laughs> uh, so that sends Alara into a panic. Mm-hmm. They're like, but we need the fuel they're attacking now. And Jack's like, well, we're just going to have to buy him some time. Hey, yeah. Tilk, why don't we go fight some bombers off? Stay on my wing, Tilk. Yeah. Is a giant wink, wink, code, wink, like code word. Follow bananas, me. bananas, 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 <laughs> banana. Yeah. Um. <laughs> seriously, why was a pineapple on the the bedside in How Much Mother? I don't. Oh, I don't know. Did we ever find the answer to that? Apparently, it was in. Was it the same as the goat episode? No. Okay. Well, you know, apparently we found out Guys, why. Guys, we're sidetracked. Keep up. Yes, okay. <laughs> we'll come Bounce back. all over. Apparently, I, I we just actually saw a YouTube video on this that in a, in a DVD extra, like, deleted scene, uh-huh. it was um, because something, and I don't remember exactly, but it was something about how the captain said that finding a pineapple on, like, this like the entry of someone's house is a good omen or something mm. like this. So when he was heading to the captain's place to meet, I forget who that was, yeah, the yeah. girl from house. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, like he found the pineapple there and then took it home. Because remember, we found that in like the oh, first yeah. season, there was a flash forward. That's right. So I think that was it. But in the show itself, we never find out Moral about the, the pineapple. story, pineapples are good things. Pineapples are good things. Yeah, And yeah. we're back. And we're back. Um, so Sam realizes <laughs> what the others have realized. Yeah. Seamless. Seamless. All uh, the things, yeah. But the initial attack when he was nine, when Alar was nine, was a preemptive strike. Right. The other side is trying to stop them. Mm-hmm. Alar's like, look, this isn't the time to have this conversation. No, it's exactly the time. And he yeah. tells for all to pull energy from the stasis rooms for the defenses. And Sam's like, tells Daniel that they built this place long before the war. It was planned. Yep. They pumped the poison to the surface themselves. 
And Alara rumps them, interrupts them with pride that yeah. it was his father's vision. Yeah, he finally pulls like the cloak off. Yeah, and he's like, here's the man behind the curtain. Oh, yeah, ta-da! Let me, because he's so proud of he's himself. He's so proud of his father. And he was like, look, my father saw the breeders spreading across the face of the planet like a plague. Millions yeah. of them. We don't know how any of them managed to survive the poison, but they did. So yeah. now contact your Hammond to get the fuel here immediately. Yeah, that ain't and they're happening like, now. Yeah. That's not gonna happen. No. Yeah. <laughs> so instead, Alar orders weapons trained on Sam and Daniel. Meanwhile, Jack and Teal are escorting the bombers of the enemy yeah. into the base. I love that. That was awesome. <laughs> they, uh, they try to stop Jack, um, and Daniel and Sam take some people out in some badassness. Can I tell you that I was so ready? I, we haven't seen Sam be a badass in a little while. It was so good. I was excited to see Sam the badass back at work. And Daniel was a badass, too. That's for, true. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. And he actually managed to, you know, get some work done. And so they start <laughs> pointing their own weapons. Uh, the building shakes. Alar drops a cylinder with all the plans and shadows. Alar tries to point a gun at Jack. That doesn't work really well. Because no. <laughs> Teal just gets up and takes the weapon yeah. in badassery. And like, he doesn't even have to, like, do a swift move. He's just no. like, this is mine now. This is mine. And he just puts Alar down on his knees yeah. and walks away. <laughs> I was, like, waiting for him to, like, bend the weapon. I know. I was, too. I was like, he's just gonna... Oh, he almost did it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jack dive-bombs his fighters into the base. Mm-hmm. Time to go. Yep. And he tells Alar not to follow him. Yeah. And Pharrell is just taken out by yeah. a rock. And you're dead. <laughs> it's like a split second. She's just out. It's like they forgot to kill her, and they're like, and uh, throw a rock on her. CG yeah. a rock on her. <laughs> yeah, that works. So they run for the gate. Alar watches the generator explode. The team opens the gate, starts running through. <laughs> Sam and Jack provide cover fire. Alar comes up at the end, begging to come through. He'll teach them all he knows. No. Jack doesn't even say anything. He just turns around and walks through the gate. And as soon as he's on the other side, he tells them to close the iris. Yeah. And then we get a pause. Thunk. Oof. The yeah. stargate turns off. And Hammond takes it that he was unable to procure any technology. Yeah. And nope. Nope. That didn't. And Hammond's yeah. like, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Jack's like, no, don't be. Eh, it's a little, and a little uncomfortable. Family's going to be awkward for a bit. It's going to be a little weird at dinner, guys. It's going <laughs> to be a little weird to lock eyes with each other. It's like, yeah, remember that time we quiet. almost helped people ethnically cleanse an entire planet? <laughs> remember that time we almost did that? Remember that time we almost helped the pseudo-Nazis? Yeah. I'm so glad that that never worked out in our favor. Because <laughs> that would have been weird. That would have been real weird. <laughs> yeah. This, it, it is hard to not to talk about this episode and not reference the World War II Nazi final solution illusions. Yeah. Um, you know, but... You can't dwell on it. I don't want to dwell on it too much. It's pretty yeah. self-explanatory in the episode. Yeah, well, that's, you know, it's it's the idea that you, you don't see it going in. You see this yeah. the advanced culture. Like, it's it's easy to hide some of your sins well, it's, in your appearances. It's even a fact that, like the the uh, the drag queen name... Uh, Aranda. Thank you, Urandans. Uh, you know, the, Germany had superior power. They had superior right. technology. Everything in reality was in their favor. 
but it's, it's, it's the just idea that still they were just not everything is away. as it seems. Nope. You know, just because everything seems right and you're doing better and you're on top, yeah. that doesn't actually mean you're doing the right thing. And, and I think Daniel's the first one to see that. And he's like, hey guys, this may all seem well and good, but it's almost too well and good. I mean, in the end, no matter what, Captain America's going to take out the Nazi. That's good. what he's going to do. He's That's gonna what do his he's shield's for. Exactly. The, the shield is for being shined and for taking out Nazis and I'm all done shining it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't just, I don't know why that felt like the that right was thing good. to say. That was good. I liked it. That was good. Um, you know, and, and another interesting point mm-hmm. that I thought about the end, they were very clear to show the cylinder with all the specs and plans getting shattered at the yeah. end. I think, I think Sam would have been slightly more morally fine if she was able to come away with the cylinder uh-huh. to get the technology but not Alar. Like, I don't think Alar knew much of what was on the cylinder anyway. Yeah. But I think if it was the cylinder coming back. Yeah, but I there's something about been... taking tech from people that have gotten it in these in this way. Like, there's some sort of. We benefited. That's fair. How much technology did we benefit after World War II? No, that's true. But I, I think in, in the sense of, like, just this team of four people, it's yeah. almost, it was like bad juju, for lack it of a better way juju, to put it. But at the same time, I think. I think yeah. getting the technology and taking out the stasis technology, That's the true. healing medical technology. Yeah. I, I'm sure that Sam's going to go through and write down a bunch of notes. Oh, I'm sure she will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think that that's why it was so specific. To me, that's why they may were sure to explicitly show that the cylinder was shattered. Yeah. Because we don't want uh, we don't want the knowledge through Alar. Right. But if we got sort of on a purely scientific basis, the knowledge. Yeah. You could at least I think then... it's hard to make a, a, a moral resolution with that, there though. Is. Because well, you're like, well, you still have to consider where it came from. You still have to consider where it came from, but at the very least, you can then tell yourself that regardless of how this, this knowledge and technology came about, we're now using it for a correct and, and true purpose. Yeah. Who, but who's to say we are? Maybe having this, this is, power is what made them... This is true. Yeah. Maybe having well, that is what fair, made them turn the way they knowing, did. Having C6 technology and this awesome concussion healing is not yeah. really going to start the planet down a road of ethnic purity. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I gotcha. No, you're absolutely right. But that's that's me playing the other yeah. side of it. And ill-gotten gains are ill-gotten gains. We like doing that. Nice. Taking each other's sides. <laughs> how old's better the other podcast? <laughs> All righty. So next week, we have a treat for you guys. Not only is next week an episode called Upgrades, which is probably my second favorite episode of the... There, there's something about this episode, guys, and I know some of you are with me, that makes this episode... I makes me so happy. Oh. There is a later one in the season mm. that makes me happier. Okay. By far. But there's something about Upgrades that makes me happy. And we are having... I would call him a special guest, but dun, that dun, may be going to his head way too much. We will have, <laughs> we a, have a guest a guest <laughs> next week. I'll call him a special guest. And I'm just going to just, it'll be, it'll be an interesting episode, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on to your butts, ladies yes. and gentlemen. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. Uh, but he was in town and, and a, for some reason we thought he would be a fantastic addition to this episode. Sometimes it's fun to shake things up a bit. Now I know it's we haven't done shaken. our top ten, but I will say on my top five of this season, this is taking my number one spot. It yeah, is it? Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't spread well. <laughs> Hold so, up, yeah. let me get to our rankings. Done. All right, but yeah, number one, the other side, number two, <laughs> the, uh, the previous episode. <laughs> 
But yeah, we'll that's basically there. what mine is too. Yeah, um, I'll write them down here soon. <laughs> I don't know. Can you keep track of all two of them? I don't know if I can keep track of two of them until I actually get them recorded. But we do have another Peter Delawise cameo. Yes. We're up to five. We also have it for crying out loud. We're up to a nice round number of thirty. Woo! And that's only if my calculation is correct. We're gonna thirty shots in honor is... of thirty for crying out oh loud. Except that would be Are worse you trying than ever. To kill me of water. Okay. Of heavy water. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> um, oh, we should have had a drink called heavy water. Uh, we, Dang it. We have wine. Heavy wine. Heavy grapes. <laughs> heavy grapes. I'm, I'm, I'll take it. I'll take it. We do not have an Indeed this episode, so mm. we haven't really kicked into high mode in the Indeeds yet. But. That's okay. Alrighty. <laughs> so you can, until next week, find us on the Twitters at Terra Podcast. You can find us on the Facebook at There's No Place Like Terra. Or you can email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. Like us, rate us, review us, all the things. I'm going to go through them really fast. Gotta go. Bye. Bye. <laughs>